Hi, I'm Alyssa Ragu, and you're listening to Keeping It Positive. Keeping it positive. That's right. You are listening to Keeping It Positive, and this is your host, Travis Timmons. And welcome back for another episode of Keeping It Positive. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Today's episode is going to be strictly about COVID-19, what COVID-19 is, symptoms, uh, you know, when do we think things are going to go back to normal? It's going to be a conversation that I'm having with a nurse practitioner, someone that is a good friend of mine. She's also someone that is very well known to me because the, she's the reason I want to become a nurse practitioner. She is very educated and she's just great. So let's welcome her in. Natasha, are you there? Hey, hi, Travis. Thanks for having me back. Hey, how are you? Oh, I did not mention you were on before. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So how are you doing? I am doing wonderful. How are you? Good. So we're doing things virtually right now. So you're on the phone with me um, because of everything that is going on. So absolutely. Yes. yes. So really quickly, give everyone a little background of what you do. um, Reintroduce yourself. All right. So hello, everyone. I hope everyone is keeping safe and, um, of course, positive in the midst of uh, this time of uncertainty. But um, I am Natasha. Um, I am an advanced registered nurse practitioner with uh, over 18 years of uh, patient care experience. And I've got four years practicing autonomously. So I am currently located here in Central Florida and working for an outpatient um, clinic, uh, providing primary care um, to uh, to patients. So I am also in the midst of uh, the uh, brutality of the coronavirus because I also um, attend to patients at uh, various settings, um, such as the outpatient setting, as well as acute care, which is a hospital environment as well. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us today. I'm so excited to talk to you um, because I, we have not really talked about uh, this virus. I I mm-hmm. kind of covered it on a few a past podcast, but I'm not a doctor. I don't know, you know, what this really is. So, what, in your mm-hmm. opinion, is coronavirus? Coronavirus, really, what it is, just like as the name indicates, it is a virus. Um, it is a virus that um, is the priority right now is on everyone's mind. Um, it's on everyone's radar because little is still unknown about it. We don't know much about it. And uh, this is why it's been sending um, the medical wor- world into a shocking wave um, in trying to find out how we can um, just make some turnaround as far as what's been happening. So to answer your question, Corona, um, it is a virus that is um, one thing that we do know is that it is highly communicable. It's highly um, um, spreadable and it can be spread um, by the means of droplets, um, meaning um, through talking, through sneezing, coughing, um, and also airborne, airborne transmission. uh, means uh, oftentimes if someone coughs um, and the particles of um, your um, 
deep, the spit or the saliva, the particle just pretty much lives in the air. Right. Okay. And when someone breathes that in, um, of course, when you breathe in, um, breathing goes through your lungs, so then you, you absorb this virus. Okay. Um, so mainly how corona um, does affect us is through respiratory system. So this is why the lungs, um, it is the most um, um, attacked, I would say, the first one um, attacked uh, um, organ. And uh, in essence, because of that, uh, the sign and symptoms of uh, coronavirus would be in the form of coughing, shortness of breath, um, so on and so forth. Right. So now I read something, an article that said that it not only affects the lungs, but it affects the whole body. Is there any truth behind that? Absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, um, any virus, any type of infection needs an opportunistic route. Okay. So with this particular virus, the way it gets into the body would be through the respiratory system. Right. Nonetheless, once um, it does invade your respiratory system, there is a likelihood, of course, that the virus, uh, which also you should look at as an infection, can invade your body. Right. Um, and as you know, you do have multiple vital organs in the body. So it's not only the lungs. So, of course, you've got... Uh, your kidneys and you've got your heart. Um, so in essence, without going too deep into um, um, anatomy and physiology, right. a lot of the complications that would stem from um, acquiring the coronavirus would be, for instance, the lungs being compromised. Um, and then, of course, with the virus and the per- person might get what we call pneumonia, okay, right. which is a disease of the lungs. And then uh, left untreated, that virus can um, spread into the bloodstream. Once that happens, then it becomes like an unfortunate chain reaction. So then uh, some of the organs might end up getting compromised. And this is how we call organ shutdown. So when you become septic, which is sepsis, it is uh, an infection of your blood, which is your entire being. So then your organs, your heart, and your kidneys, everything starts to shut down. Eventually, you know, the person may end up not surviving. So these are the worst-case scenario. Right. So you being in the healthcare field, you've had to have had patients in November and December that came in with a bad cough and something that looked like pneumonia. Do you believe that COVID-19 or corona, so they say, is was around at that time and just not, you know, diagnosed? (laughs) No, I, you know, because not, not a lot was known at that time. And remember, right. around this time frame is a flu season. Right. So, as you mentioned, yeah, I mean, I cannot remember. I mean, I treated countless of patients in the outpatient setting uh, with complications of lingering cough or sore throat or, you know, just upper respiratory symptoms. Right. Which um, are not uncommon, especially around that time of the year. Right. Um, so unfortunately then, um, as we started to know more, fast forward to um, the, uh, January, as the, as the, we went into the new year and then we started knowing more about desires and everything just started to snowball from there. Right. So yes, we I did treat a countess of patients. I mean, on average, on a regular day, I would have at least uh, five, six patients uh, with complaints of upper respiratory, some of which did come back positive for the, the influenza. Right. Um, 
others did not. But then it's hard to tell if they were negative for the influenza, perhaps if they had the coronavirus. We right. still don't know. Right, right. So, you know, what are some of the key symptoms to look out for for someone that is, you know, having some issues? Um, for sure. Um, the key symptoms, of course, um, as many might know, uh, respiratory issues. So you look, you look at um, shortness of breath. You look at a dry, lingering cough. Um, some patients have complained of a constant or intermittent fever. Intermittent meaning it comes and goes. Right. Just a high fever, high fever in general. Some people also complain of fatigue, extreme fatigue, extreme malaise. And most recently, actually, uh, symptoms that um, many would not even have suspected is uh, some people actually exhibit uh, loss of taste. Okay. And loss of smell, uh, which again we don't know how exactly that relates right. to um, everything, but these are some unconventional signs. Right. I've also seen that patients uh, do complain of abdominal discomfort. Now, I'm not implying that someone should go into a frenzy right. if they were to experience those, but it can be. I mean, ultimately. Um, it can exhibit as different, but most likely it would be respiratory issues. So shortness of breath, fever, cough, and a sore throat. Right. Okay. So, you know, things have really changed. Um, we've been on a stay-at-home order for quite some time now. And um, mm -hmm. so for you, things must have changed as well. Um, are you seeing patients in person? How are you doing that now? Uh, yeah. So, of course, everything has, I think... I don't think many people realize that. I mean, I'm sure many of us have realized how um, this has changed right. um, our way of living. Right. Um, so, and again, it, based upon your line of work. So as for me, being um, in the front line, being um, a, um, a healthcare worker, right. healthcare provider, um, my... Um, responsibilities, of course, I do outpatient patient care, but I also see patients in a hospital setting. So right. um, from that standpoint, I have to continue to attend to these patients uh, at the bedside um, in the hospital facility. So the burden here is not so much on the patient, but on myself to make sure that I do protect myself uh, when coming in contact with patients at uh, an acute care or hospital facility. Right. As far as the outpatient setting, of course, as many of you um, are aware, many uh, outpatient clinic or offices, um, they have been refraining from doing any uh, uh, contact provider. Um, they have been implementing the social distancing as much as able. Right. For um, so my practice, we have turned to telemedicine, okay. so meaning uh, doing visits virtually. Right. Um in order to continue to provide for our patients because in the midst of everything that's going on, we do recognize that some patients still need care right. and they still should be able to have um, a mean to get into need help. Right. Because really what's happening is um, because there is so much focus on the coronavirus, even if you go to the emergency department, you will find that you are not given much priority right. <laughs> unless it is something of utmost significance or 
possibly suspicion of uh, the coronavirus. Right. So, um, you know, so we do see patients from a virtual standpoint, which it has been a learning progress from of course, right. for all of us. But everyone, I and mean, we all actually are working together. Patients are very understanding. So we're grateful for the, this continued opportunity to continue to um, provide care. Right. Now, before we finish up, I had one more question I should have asked. Um, yes. How, what do you think is the process of symptoms? Do you think that, like someone said, I read an article, I'm reading a lot of articles since I've been home, but um, mm-hmm. they said that you can go without symptoms for almost a week after you've gotten it. So what do you think is the process span of that? Is it true that we're, you know, we could have it right now and not have any symptoms or? It is, it is a possibility. Yes. And it is a possibility that can be a little bit um, unsettling. Right. Because you can possibly expose if let's say you have acquired it and um, you have built immunity um, unknowingly, you can, or even if, let's say, you were infectious, you can unknowingly pass it on to someone who's vulnerable. Right. So this is why social distancing has proven mm-hmm. um, to be effective um, in really slowing down the spread and then just flattening the curve that we've been seeing. Right. And this is all due to social distancing. And I know that distance is just, it's just, away at what we've known, everything that we've known and sent for, which is to have a social, social etiquette. But um, in the midst of something that we don't know much about and more importantly that we don't have treatment for, um, the priority is to slow the curve and then to actually slow down the transmission. So, yes, if um, you suspect, let's say if you suspect that you might have um, the infection, let's say you're having a cough or you are having a sore throat or you're not feeling well or you're just feeling not yourself in general. Right. The first piece of action is to, of course, reach out to your primary care provider. Um, and now it has been um, a little bit easier to get tested. Okay. Um, so if there is any suspicion on your part, the first thing that you have to do is to quarantine yourself. Quarantining meaning you have to stay away from others in an effort to um, minimize any possible um, spread. Right. Then you will reach out to your primary care doctor. Um, if you do not have a primary care doctor, um, Central um, Advent Health, Event Health Central Care, they have the ability and they have been doing testing. Um, And it's very accessible. You can even go online, you can make an appointment, and then you just go in. I know that there is also another site which I have referred patients to, which is Central Care um, in um, Lake Buena Vista, whom you can literally go and drive you don't have to get out of your car while you are in your car you get tested and you're on your way wow so there are methods now that of course that are that are more convenient for us right um minimizing interaction but as i say it's all about precaution if you suspect that you might be sick even if you don't know if there is any possible suspicion so you want to contact your pcp if not just contact one of those um, 
uh, central care um, in order for you to get tested. But in the meantime, it's important that you do implement social distancing. Right. So last question, from a medical standpoint, when do you think things will get back to normal? It's really hard to say. Um, And I don't think, quite frankly, even as we watch the news, I don't think anyone firmly knows. Right. Um, So it's one of those things right now where because um, we had never dealt with a pandemic uh, as such, um, we are just being very cautiously optimistic. As for me, it's hard to really pinpoint a time only because there is that possibility that if we do implement, take away social distancing and not go about going back to our normalcy, if we're not very tactful about how right. to do it, then we can uh, possibly recur another surge. Right. Um, so I will be as honest as I can now. I don't know. Okay. And it could be perhaps in a month. Um, it could be in two months. We just don't know. But right. for sure, things will not go back abruptly. Um, go back to normal abruptly. It right. will be done in phases. So right. what I do, even us as healthcare providers, we are working uh, closely in relation with um, our leaders and our at a state level to really get some feedback from them. And based on the feedback from our state official, then this is how uh, comprehensively we'll be able to make a decision. But as for now, we don't know. Right. Well, thank you so much for uh, calling in today. It was great. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you know, we really, this is definitely a crazy time. um, And, you know, this this whole episode was mainly directed towards the co- coronavirus to kind of get a pers- different perspective because a lot of people mm-hmm. can get um, confused when they watch the news because there's so many different sources. Um, you know, yes. the news, <laughs> there's a, every channel has a different, uh, you know, symptom or a different perspective on it. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that I got to, the chance to talk to you about this. Yes. And I would also like to add, Travis, if I may, yeah. um, I urge your listeners um, to refer to the CDC's website. Okay. okay? So just um, make sure that you do get your information from a reputable source. Right. And those who are at hand in the midst of, of dealing with this pandemic. So right. The Center for um, uh, Disease Control or CDC's website, CDC's guideline. This is where you can actually go from your laptop uh, or from your smartphone, and you can even set up alerts right. um, to help notify you or to stay up to date. They do update it every day constantly. So that would be your best um, source of information. Okay. Well, Not thank you. Away from the news, of course, no, but yeah, of course. Said, it can be overwhelming. Right, right. Well, thank you again, Natasha, for joining me today. You're welcome. And I pray that everyone um, who's listening um, just remain safe um, and just always remember that uh, this too shall pass. Yes.
Thank you guys for tuning in today's episode. This was a very special episode uh, outside of our normal broadcast, but I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, check us out on social media, Keeping It Positive Podcast. The website is keepingitpositivepodcast.com. And then we will have a normal broadcast on Thursday, so tune in for that. You know what? Have a great week. The week has just started. It's Monday. Uh, Go do something productive at home. Stay busy, and of course, stay safe. And until next time, don't forget to keep it positive. This has been another episode of Keeping It Positive, and we want to thank you for joining us on this journey and going along with us every week as we bring you new topics, new content each week. Tune in next Saturday for another great episode.